0: Are you looking for a great tasting healthy breakfast option? I'm Damien Christoph, and I'm a naturopath, nutritionist and chiropractor. Forage cereal is 100% gluten and oat free with no processed sugar, preservatives or additives and made only with the highest quality ingredients. With a range of paleo, vegan and FODMAP friendly muesli blends, forage cereal is bound to make breakfast your favorite meal of the day if it wasn't already. Well, guess what? For a limited time only, all Wellness Couch listeners will receive 20% off all online purchases over $50. That's right. You'll get 20% off all online purchases over $50. To do this, visit www.foragecereal.com and enter the code COUCH at the checkout and save. That's www.foragecereal.com and then the code COUCH, C-O-U-C-H, at the checkout to save.
1: Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pearce and I am here with one of the most wonderful human beings ever to live. He's all the way down in sunny Melbourne. He's the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's the inspiring Doyen of all things anti-diabetes. He's Dr. Damien (laughs) Christophe. Hello, Doyen.
0: Doyen.
1: I just love that word. I've called you Doyen a few times. You've done it a few times. I like it. Better than Devil yeah. or, or D
0: Head or Dangerous,
1: Dangerous. Oh, Disco! What about Disco Demo?
0: Disco, Disco Demo. Disco,
1: right. Disco Demo. Disco. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Disco Duck. Sorry, Rick D. Uh, love um, it. So, Legend.
0: You're hilarious, Marcus <laughs> Pierce. You're you. hilarious. There'll be people I can imagine J D. Basil pulling over the side of the road right now because she's Seriously, crying. Guys, with YouTube,
1: Parker. YouTube, Disco Duck by Rick D's Mayer did a performance, a ballet performance. To Rick D singing Disco Duck. And so oh, it gets God. a fair workout at Pierce HQ when May is in a ballet mood, a bit of Disco Duck, and uh, Daddy pretends to be the duck, and uh, May is the little <laughs> disco. <laughs> anyway, I will leave that on. Oh, we'll keep love on moving it. on. Go from oh, one D oh, to it. another. Let's put and a bit of a video of that up. That'd be great. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, Let's I'm go not. To, to type 2D, type 2 diabetes, and this incredible, yeah. earth breaking study. <laughs> which is full of accuracy,
0: uh, that
1: gluten-free diets are associated with not a decrease, an increased risk for type 2 diabetes. Wow, holy moly.
0: Well, it's been Genius. a couple of articles in the last seven days actually here in Melbourne. I don't know whether or not you saw Channel 7 News the other night, they said that gluten-free diets um, may increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, and they also said that um, that it's, it's possible that... Um, low fat food might contain more sugar. These these are the revelations oh, yeah. that uh, that they're coming up what, with these like, days.
1: What like this? What you mean like the the lollies and the snakes that are fat free?
0: Yeah, they're high yeah. in sugar. High in sugar, it blow, blows me away. Yeah, the or even low lolly, fat the, the
1: natural lollies I get.
0: Yeah, those ones.
1: That organic lollipop that is fat free is high in sugar.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. No. Can't believe it. Can't believe You're it. Kidding. This has shocked me. It's blown me. Shock me to the core. Are there
1: any studies that show that um, that smoking now actually causes longevity? <laughs> this is where research no. seems to be heading because gluten-free diets will now give you type 2 diabetes. No, um, no. Surely smoking it, it, will give you a 100th birthday.
0: Oh, it's just amazing. So basically this article on Channel 7, and I'll go back to the article also that I wrote that gluten-free diets don't give you diabetes. Um, they They said that a gluten-free diet... Uh, essentially finds alternatives to the grains, the whole food grains or the whole grains that would be used, in other words, wheat and barley and oats and rye. Spelt. Um, Do you
1: want know to put spelt in there? Or you, yeah, you... They, did.
0: they didn't put spelt in that. No, it's in that too, edgy. too edgy for that. Yeah, I too edgy. Yeah, too edgy. And so they um, they basically said that if you excluded those things from your diet and then ate foods that replaced them, in other words, if you had potato starch, uh, if you had potato starch donuts or if you had... Um, you know, carrot cake that was made from, you know, another potato another low-fiber <laughs> <laughs> potato well, well, hold on, let's or tapioca flour dextrose, or whatever. Dextrose.
1: What is it that's in um, – no, I'm not going to mention the book but, you know, the – the syrup Yeah, dextrose. no, dextrose.
0: Yeah, just another inert sugar, you know, it just causes bloating and – Potential influence on SIBO and all that sort of stuff. Start you know, going and
1: putting erythritol in our kombucha.
0: Oh, so, oh my gosh! Hey, that erythritol thing—I ended up speaking to the owners of that um, of that particular kombucha. They mm. called. They called me. They contacted me, Marcus Pierce.
1: Well, making headwaves, one hundred not out in the kombucha industry. We're becoming so we we the watchdog. Talk,
0: about, talk <laughs> about that. We'll talk about that in another episode because uh, they caught up quite frantic, very concerned um, that that we'd spoken about Richard's hold in such light and uh, we spoke about uh, fermentation, all those sorts of things. So we had quite a long conversation about, you know, what they're going to do. Productive
1: though, it. I would have thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. educational? Yes, it was productive. Educational. And, yeah. uh, and so we might actually talk about that and find out what they're now looking to do. Um, to actually uh, maybe remedy that, so that's be quite become well, cool. Well, then
1: that is our job done. If we can even help the companies that are creating the products, because I must think that I know we're diverging a bit, but I don't think they necessarily do it out of um, mal I think a lot nah. of the time it's just convenience and and what works. But I don't think they're doing. Let's make this unhealthy. Well, just, no, they're kind of
0: going, let's take the sugar out so that we don't get as much fermentation. Why don't we drop erythritol in there and uh, or stevia glycosides? Why don't we chuck that in there and then see how we go yeah. um, and see if we can limit the amount of fermentation because the fermentation process increases the alcohol content. And so we've got children walking around with these bottles of ferment that could in fact have alcohol in it. We're having so, people
1: being pulled over, over 0.05 because of the kombucha yeah, that they're drinking.
0: Because of the kombucha they're sucking down. No. This is it. So they've got to be careful of that. And of course, there's health risks associated with that and so it goes. In front of the health department, and uh, you know, yeah. food and you know uh, what is it called fsan so food safety Australia, New Zealand, um, so all that gets you know looked at and reported on. Anyway, we digress. So they basically looked at the alternatives to the existing things. So if you look, if you took a bread for example, instead of having a whole grain bread, you decide to go for a potato flour, tapioca starch, and something else bread. Um, Which and is that was whiter your,
1: than white bread, I must say. That gluten-free bread that you're talking about, it's whiter it than white bread.
0: Yeah, terrible. And if you decided to go with um, something that was able to create the texture of a croissant that didn't use the fibers from grains or you didn't use whole grains to make a croissant or if you decided to you know, choose a cake that was made with alternatives to flour, basically what they said is that if you're choosing all of these foods as a, in a, and you call that a gluten-free diet… Then you're at increased risk of developing diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Now they went on to say that whole grains from things like wheat and and you know uh, barley and oats and rye. Um, contain fibers that help to bring um, excess dietary fat out of the colon and can assist in fermentation of the gut, which allows B vitamins to be manufactured, etc. 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 But what they didn't talk about was the appropriate replacement of those glutinous grains with gluten free grains that have been shown to be very, very effective and disease preventing and really good for you, like um, amaranth and millet and quinoa and rice.
1: Too now, edgy, which- mate. They wouldn't even know how to pronounce amaranth or quinoa.
0: Mill A. That's right, exactly. Exactly. So they didn't compare like to like. What they did is they compared an existing SAD diet, standard Australian diet uh, or standard American diet with an alternative gluten-free version of that. So terrible diet um, with uh, with another very terrible diet but made worse by um, using – Substitutes for gluten, as opposed to an appropriate replacement of a grain um, that you're taking out and dropping in. You know what I mean? So they didn't. They didn't do a good job at their study. It's a very, very flawed. I wonder study. who
1: financed the study.
0: Well, it could have been Nutrition Australia. It could have been um, the Wheat Board. It could have been Goodman out It could have been any of any of the industry-based groups that are, are, are concerned for that
1: a certain result.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's easy to prove it. It's I'm not very cynic, pro-
1: but absolutely.
0: You are. So a cynic. you go and get gluten free bread. From, uh, <laughs> you, you are and get gluten free bread. No. It's yes, just common you are. sense. If you go don't, to a gluten
1: free bread, don't hold on a minute. If you go to a cafe that has no health consciousness in a nice way, they're not bad people, they're just not health, conci- not health conscious, and you ask for gluten-free bread, which they go, yeah, sure, we've got that. They will give you the white of the white bread that is made from potato starch and tapioca flour and the rest of it. It looks dodgier than the gluten bread. And you actually get food in because you actually realize that you probably wanted the the probably the far better sour that they had there anyway because your gluten-free bread looks so friggin' dodgy. It's, you look at it and go, I don't actually think it's even better for me.
0: Yeah, that's exactly so right. It's definitely make a not. Study
1: out of that. You can. I don't know how you could have a, a really healthy gluten free croissant for crying out loud. Like,
0: <laughs> then they interviewed they interviewed somebody and they said, "Oh, why do you do gluten free? Oh, because I feel good." And you know, the guy kind of said, you know, just had a bit of a giggle there. But people do genuinely feel better when they're eating eating a healthy gluten free diet. Uh, a you, you healthy gluten free diet. There's a big difference this between like a gluten free a diet.
1: diet versus an unhealthy vegan diet. Yeah, and let, let's just... turkey out there and fake and bacon and all the rest of it, it's the same thing.
0: Or the TVP stuff, that's right. You know, that, that sort of fake protein. vegetable
1: protein for people that are wondering yeah, what, what TVP is. Textured oh, vegetable protein. That's how they make fish. Sausages. Yeah, well, and that's how when you go to some restaurants that are like, you know, vegan, but everything is... Vegan burger. Chicken, beef, turkey. It's all TVP. I don't know what TVP is. Textured Soy, I think protein. it's soy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and then how do they
1: make that? It started off as a soybean.
0: <laughs> yeah, it started off as a soybean. You don't see you know? soy sausages growing on a plant anyway. The
1: closest I'll get to a soybean is edamame every now and again at a oh, wow. at a, a What No, not wakamami. What's it called? Waka. What's the Japanese? restaurant called? Um, Japanese? No, yeah, Japanese but you know, what's the, the restaurant <laughs> chain called? Let's not get fancy. <laughs> Wagamama. Wagamama. Is Wagamama still around?
0: I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit but of Wagamama. You, you can go to any Japanese restaurant and get yourself some edamame. Yeah,
1: go to a sushi train.
0: Yeah, anywhere get you get plate. edamame. I love, I love eating edamame. It's a and beautiful... And if that's
1: all the soy you have in a year, you'll be all right, everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah this not is Not that though. far
1: removed from the soybean plant or tree or whatever it is that it grew on.
0: Only a couple but... of thousand kilometers, right? Yeah, so, it's not it's... too bad.
1: I just can't figure out still how fake and bacon <laughs> originated bacon. as a little soybean... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I looked at, let's just you know not make too much fun of it because I did get sucked into the whole soy thing and, oh, hold on yeah, you know, know. We, we all did we're we making all did we
1: fun of all of us the whole entire world you and I included
0: yes,
1: you know you remember when I was hyper vegan oh yeah gee
0: mm-hmm. you were sick geez you were sick <laughs> I, you know
1: now uh, you are uh, you were sick <laughs>
0: I saw it. You were just sick. You were like, you were toothpicks walking on lollipop sticks, <laughs> <laughs> with with the big glasses on, with the, just on toothpicks. <laughs> I wonder I have if we get a, have a cartoon to draw that well. for us. Get Marcus Pierce's glasses, put some hair on there, and uh, put his big enormous smile on there on a toothpick, and that's what Marcus used to look like. It was. Uh... <laughs> that's what he did. Was bit, you. did. Know, uh, that was because. So we're not you know... having
1: fun of anyone. We're actually having fun of all of us. No yes. one person in particular. It's just no. a bit of a fun.
0: But this, bonus, is why, okay. this is how evolution occurs is we learn stuff, and so we're learning stuff. But you've got to – you know, science has gone too far in comparing ridiculous with ridiculous. Like if you're going to look at a healthy gluten-based diet compared to a healthy gluten-free diet, that's a different story than looking at the standard Australian crappy diet and comparing it to an alternative gluten-free Whole standard foods. Australian crappy diet. Oh, yeah. It's different, you know. Like you've got to say – what are we really comparing here? What are, what are we looking at? Like if I'm going for the worst version of something because it's gluten-free, that's not a gluten-free diet.
1: I think the whole uh, philosophy is about replacing gluten. I don't I feel like if you have a gluten-free diet, it's not finding ways to replace it. Like just don't eat, like just don't eat bread and then if you do eat bread, have it every now and again, whether <laughs> it's gluten-free or glutenous. Unless, unless
0: you've got, unless you got celiac, unless you've got celiac disease, or you're or on some type on, of healing diet, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, yeah. then you obviously got to stay away from it. Or if you're doing a gut healing protocol, or if you're, you know, trying to clear off candida or some kind of parasite or whatever journey, antibiotics, is on, for antibiotics, antibiotics, that's it. Yeah. yeah, or you're trying to get into keto. You, you know, whatever you're trying to do to arrive at a destination point um, in that short period of time. Unless you've got the disease, then you've got to you know be aware of, of gluten and the products that uh, that contain gluten.
1: And I think that's probably for 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 years, for probably since evolution. Oh, sorry, since we've all been around, is that food has always had. There's always been two sides. There's like your lifestyle food, which is you just your seasonal, local, organic, whole foods. But then there's the foods that you have when you need to heal, whether that's heal from a cold or heal from. Uh, you know, gut um, challenges or whatever it is. You know, when people have a cold, they often would have, you know, what do they have on a herb front? Um, I mean, everyone talks about echinacea, but if on a naturopathic level, astrogallus, andrographis, all that stuff. Cat's claw, yeah. But that's not an everyday thing, is it? Because they're not having cat's claw every single day of their life. Having well, a,
0: the problem, yeah, when you do that, like people started to take echinacea as a prophylactic. They take echinacea all the time, so that it got to the point where echinacea didn't really help those people out because they had that stimulation in the immune system continuously. So you know, it, it just the you know bugs found other ways.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so, where it's just gone a little bit crazy. Is that people have forgotten the difference between say lifestyle regular foods and yeah.
0: and healing and healing foods. Yeah, totally. You know.
1: Totally, so, I, I hear
0: you. It's the same kind of with your um, with your sauerkraut and your kimchi. You know, people are eating that too much. You know, having too much of that and creating dysbiosis in the gut. Talk to, talk to me about that.
1: I'd have, I'd have sauerkraut. I'd have a tablespoon of sauerkraut at breakfast most mornings. But if we don't get it one week, we don't get it. It's not like the world's over.
0: That's the um, approach. That's the approach, but some people are having it with every single meal, and drinking kombucha, and you know, and having more fermented, you know, kefir, and so they're just doing more and more and more ferments. So, it, it you know, you, you're running the risk there of having what's called a commensal infection. So it's an infection caused by bacteria that should be there, which is what SIBO is. And so, yeah, not what is for- SIBO?
1: I know we're digressing from our original bit, but this is fascinating anyway. Mm -hmm. SIBO is becoming more and more part of the vernacular Yeah What is it?
0: So let's go back 20-something years ago, naturopaths used to call things irritable bowel syndrome and doctors would say, oh, it doesn't exist, doesn't exist, and all of a sudden doctors started saying, oh, irritable bowel syndrome, yeah, yeah, it does exist. And so we were saying it was related to um, dairy and wheat, that's what we used to say, uh, because we didn't have studies at the time, but we'd identified just through observation that that's what was going on. So we took people off dairy, we took people off wheat, and they got better. We didn't really know what that was. Then we started to say, oh, maybe it's lactose, but it could have been casein, you know. So then we looked at wheat and we thought, oh, maybe it's... Gluten, but it could also be fermentable oligo, mono, um, and polyol sugars. That's what I thought you were
1: food. going to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So pod match. So it could
1: be those sorts of things. <laughs> j- so Sorry, everybody. All I'm these joking. Different
0: things, <laughs> all those sorts of things. So then what we then learned was that as irritable bowel syndrome has become better understood, we're now understanding that there's growth of bacteria in different parts of the small intestine that shouldn't be there. So there's bacteria growing in the jejunum that should be there, and, um, and in the ileum that should be there, but not further up, not in the duodenum, but where these are different parts of the small intestine. SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and it's where bacteria have fluxed up from the large intestine, which is where the poo is manufactured, and gone up into the small intestine where you're absorbing stuff, and that causes- oh, it's gone in reverse. It's gone backwards. It's called refluxing- That's a
1: fair of way for it to go back.
0: Well, it just creeps up. Bacteria just go up. It doesn't mean all of the feces goes up. The bacteria in, are contained within the feces, uh, but they, the bacteria will migrate up through the intestinal tract in the right environment. So this is where we look at you know intestinal parasites and so on and so forth. That they live there because it's opportunistic and it's available for them to move there. And uh, and so when they go up, that's called SIBO. And, and, and that is associated with an infection of commensal bacteria. So it's infection of bacteria that have survived digestion, um, have then made and found their way through into the small intestine and, uh, and they stay there. Wow, and so they have got to be knocked off. So SIBO causes a lot of things, and it's it's thought now that SIBO is one of the major causes, or causes of irritable bowel syndrome, and potentially could be linked to inflammatory bowel disease. So that you know, there's a lot more looking to be done to find out more about it. But um, you know, naturopaths have been right for a long time, and again, they're right in this regard. And yeah, you know, again, we're at the forefront, so we're testing for SIBO more regularly than what your mainstream practitioner is. And um, it's still an expensive test, but we're discovering that this small intestinal bacterial overgrowth actually does exist, and it can be treated.
1: Well, hopefully the more people that get tested, the lower the cost is, because it becomes more of the norm. Um, yeah, i I'm, affordable. I'm tipping that a high-gluten uh, diet could be a, a, a cause for uh, SIBO and other such digestive uh, concerns, I just want to bring it back to something in your article about gluten whilst we're talking about the gut. Um, The prebiotic fiber intake in the diet. Uh, This is something that was mentioned in the study and something that you've kind of um, just kind of provided some um, thought on. Can you just briefly mention uh, what you're talking about here so that people can just get, I mean, everyone's talking about probiotics and prebiotics. people are beginning to understand a little bit more, but can you just explain that and and where it, I suppose, um, there's a a fall down uh, for people that are having an unhealthy gluten-free diet?
0: Yeah, sure, mate. Um, it's essentially, the prebiotics. The so prebiotic is the food for the bacteria. They don't grow on everything, and there's certain different types of bacteria that grow on certain types of sugars and proteins, and and uh, and and, and they're different parts of the digestive system, but. To get those fibres into the um, large intestine is really, really important. They're called yet non-digestible fibres, and and that's things like starch and resistant starch, and and that needs to get down through into the intestines. That comes from things like potatoes and bananas, um, rice, quinoa, amaranth, um, but also comes from gluten-containing grains, so barley, oats, wheat, and rye. Um, and spelt now those those grains do contain a resistant starch that can feed the bacteria that can actually help us out but if you've got a sensitivity to gluten whether it be a non-celiac gluten sensitivity which might just be bloating or passing wind or pain or griping or whatever without the flattening of the villi which is what celiac disease is um, then you you would do well to avoid uh, gluten-containing grains and of course if you've got celiac disease you can't have those five grains i know that some people bang on about gluten-free oats um, essentially, that's all to do with contamination, but avenin, which is the protein that's found in oats, quite often affects non-celiac gluten-sensitive patients and celiac patients is it in a similar way. Is it mimic? Way. It's got mimicry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Is, that the word? is that the word mimicry?
0: Yeah, mimicry. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. What a word. Isn't it amazing? Yes. Well, quinoa has a bit of mimicry in it, doesn't it? And yeah, um, yeah. oats and yeah. millet, oats. Oh, some of them can yes. still be, but only for some people, right?
0: That's right. So some people can eat quinoa and they can have the white quinoa and it's no problems. They have the dark quinoa or the red quinoa and it blows their guts to bits wow. like they're on the toilet. And so, again, it's just different fiber types. What did you evolve to eat? So if I look back into my ancestry um, and, and we go back through an ancestral eating, you know, talking about what I've been speaking about for so many years and what Fuad brought up only a couple of weeks ago and then what Rob Wolf started to talk about, we're looking there at what did your – What did your grandparents, grandparents, grandparents eat? So my nana would never have seen quinoa in her lifetime. So bringing quinoa into my diet now is good. Where did your nana come from?
1: Where was she born? Uh,
0: Nana was Australian, but her parents were Australian and her parents' parents were from Ireland.
1: Ireland, really? You got a bit Irish.
0: Yeah. Myrta. Myrta is the surname, right? Oh, that's right. So it is. And then my grandfather... Uh, from Czechoslovakia, he would never have seen a coconut in his whole life, right? He might oh, have even seen Oh come on, a coconut
1: trees are growing all over Czechoslovakia.
0: Walk down Central <laughs> and Prague,
1: and there's coconut palms is everywhere. People sipping on coconuts. Everywhere.
0: I know, just sitting there in the, you know, on the grass next to the beach. Yeah. You know, you see that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in their bathers in the middle of Prague, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, you got to look at that. And so, if I'm going to have coconut, I can have it, but I just don't have it all the time. So I was thinking about that last night as I was making um, beautiful gluten-free chicken schnitzels, and I used my egg and I used coconut flour to, you know, put on the chicken, and then uh, and and some rice crumbs for the um, for the 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 schnitzel covering.
1: You
0: gonna make that for me next time I come over? Ah, still just my dear. You loved it. We absolutely loved it. You would love it. Um, put so <laughs> put that in, I thought to myself, ah, oh, I'm having coconut. But I hadn't had coconut for such a long time, and I thought, is that going to affect me? Of course it's not going to affect me because I'm not having it all the time, but it's allowing my digestive system to get used to a new carbohydrate, a new mm. you know, type of protein Evolve rather than actually, I'm evolving, I'm allowing my body to evolve. I'm not forcing it to go through massive shift, which is what causes bloating, indigestion, uh, maldigestion, SIBO, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Oh, another fascinating conversation with you. <laughs> Gee, there's some <laughs> good stuff. There's some great stuff in here. Guys, there has been some wonderful content shared in the last two weeks, all thanks to damienchristophe.com. The articles are on your website, Damien. Again, thanks for putting them together and um, really been some fodder for some great chat. I really enjoyed the last two episodes of 100 Not Out, so... Many thanks, Excellent. great man, again you. for your contribution. Thank there. you.
0: It's been really interesting. Um, a lot of people have been purchasing online my little videos, So, they've been buying The Power of Food or they've been buying Cracky Stress Code or they've been buying The Palm Method. So, it's been really uh, it's been really great. So, I'm glad those articles have you know had people thinking to the point that they want to actually go and learn more about it. So, thanks for those people that are clicking on those links and buying those videos and, and watching them. Must-haves um, in the diary. Must-haves
1: in the library of... Personal growth, personal empowerment. I've dropped
0: the price of them. i dropped them down to like seven ninety five. Oh, so there's a sale you know. on. There's so, a sale unbelievable. On now. Get Only
1: going. I'm to
0: More stocks last, Oh,
1: but... Uh, but wait, there's more. But Here's what?
0: the steak knives. You can also sign up and get free LB mentoring for the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that, but you should Come go and check it out. Come for a, a lifetime seat. of free adjustments
1: down at Vita. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Legends, thanks for your support of this podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 out. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And remember, iTunes love ratings. Share this podcast with the world by giving 100 not out a five-star rating. Let us know how you find the podcast. And uh, until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life
0: the best of your life. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.